episode number 183, Camaro Facts. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. Fact. The Camaro is the baddest machine ever built fact we're gonna we're gonna go through a lot of facts <laughs> because why not fact oh fact we're, we're gonna have fun in this episode uh, the fifth gen camaro is a flat peg no one's buying the 19 nobody <laughs> fact no oh. wrong <laughs> i need wrong. a buzzer i need i need wrong 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 i still know <sighs> Uh, I forgot all about that sound bite. So what's That's up, dude? Up. How you been? Having, uh, I've been all right. Been having all right. a good Working week? real hard. Huh? Having a good week? Having a great week. Great week. I, um, yeah. yeah just, I don't know, hanging out and, uh, you know that, uh, YouTube video I did about the, uh, the ceramic, uh, the nano coating? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. The, 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 the owner of the company emailed me. Oh, nice. And he's like, he's like, um, I just want to let you know that, uh, your your video is killing it for us. Oh, he's just, well, that's even great. You're not getting like tons of views. He said we're getting a ton of traffic from it. Like they're going, they're jumping in and buying. He said the conversion rate is really good. So he just wanted to thank me for it. And I ordered more. I'm going to do all my vehicles with it because I like good it so deal. much. Good deal. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that in the uh, springtime or maybe next summer. That's cool. Yeah. <sighs> so another week, another fact or facts as we're going to be talking about. The name of this episode is Camaro Facts. And the reason why is you found this nifty article from Haggerty called 20, yeah. 25 Facts Every Enthusiast Should Know About Camaro. Camaro. Yeah. I think we're going to refute one of them, but I think this is, yeah. going, to be, this is going to be a pretty pretty cool episode, I think. We got, a, we got a bunch of voicemails. We got some other stuff to talk about. So let's just jump into it. 25 Sounds Facts. Like a winner. 25. Maybe we'll make up some own, or, or some of our own. Yeah. While reading this. 25 Camaro nope. facts. Every enthusiast should know. All right. Twenty Number 25. Yeah. First Camaro with cowl induction. Chevy introduced the cowl induction hood in 1969. Does it, does it bother here. you when, so- when people call them cow hoods? Cow hoods? Yeah. You never I'm, heard I'm, of that before? You always see them like, it's usually older people at car shows. That thing got a cow hood. Yeah, the cowl induction. I've never hood. heard that before. Really? Oh, I used to hear it really? all the time. Cow hood. Yep. Like the L well, is silent. <laughs> or, or how about this? Yeah, does that got an L de Brock manifold on it? <laughs> yep, I've heard that one before too. Let's see here. But uh, let's see here. Although some may assume. Uh, the Super Scoop, as it was called in Chevrolet's advertising, was standard on the Z28. It was not. The cow hood was an option on RPO ZL2 and cost 79 bucks. That's it? Extra on the Z28 and SS models. The only Camaro to get the hood as standard equipment were the Copo 427 cars and Indy 500 pace car replicas. Only 10,026 Camaros were equipped with a cow hood from the factory. Wow. So cheap. We could have had two of them. That's right. 
We're going to talk about something like that later on today, too. Yeah. Number 24. Next one. The first Camaro with aluminum heads. What what do you think now? You're reading this right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to read it so I can tell you what it is. Chevy first introduced or offered the option RPO L89, the 1968 Camaro Super Sport. It was an expensive $868.95 and added aluminum cylinder heads to the top dog. L78, 375 horsepower, 396, which itself was a $470 option. The heads did not add horsepower, but shaved about 75 pounds from the engine. Only 272 L89 Camaros were built in 1968 and 311 in 1969. Hmm. Wow. 68. Does that include the cow hood? I don't know. That That's another $79. <laughs> Calhood. All right. Number 23. First Camaro with four wheel disc brakes to homologate. Is that how I said that? Homologate rear disc brakes for Trans Am racing. Chevy added the option in 1969. RPO Jite Ale 8 was available on SS and Z28 Camaros, but it was expensive at $500.30. That's like half the price of the car. And was ordered on only 206 cars. The package used a four-piston front caliper similar to the Corvette. The dealer installed dual-quad cross-ram induction induction system for the Z28 that was not part of the JL8 option. They probably need it. Have you ever driven a 1967 Camaro bone stock? No. That thing cannot stop. Yeah, it's probably like driving a couch. Oh, my God. Oh, I drove one in Vegas a couple of years back. Oh, I didn't think that they, I, I didn't think I, was, I don't think I'm going to be able to stop the thing. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, those, those brakes are not good. Not good. Um, number 22, the first Camaro with an all-aluminum engine. Today... Every new V8 Camaro has an all-aluminum engine, but in 1969, that was exotic stuff. Central off-production mm-hmm. order, Copal 9560, cost 4160 nearly doubling the price of a Camaro. But you got an all-aluminum ZL1 427 big block, underrated at 430 horsepower. Only 69 were built. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. For sure, for sure. All right, let's do number 21. First Camaro with over 400 horsepower. 1969 was the first year the Camaro was available with over 400 horsepower. Buyers looking for more than the regular production order L78, 375 horsepower, 396, could go for the 430 horsepower ZL1-powered Copo. 9560 or the less expensive Copo 9561 with a 425 horsepower L72 427, which had an iron block and cylinder heads. Both would be the last Camaros with over 400 horsepower until the 426 horsepower LS3 powered 2010 model. Fat pig. <laughs> it, it was a fat pig, though. Uh, yes, that was, a, that, was a, that was a great car. Great car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Number 20, the first Camaro with independent rear suspension. Although the Corvette got an independent rear suspension in 1963, the first 
four generations of Camaros used a solid axle rear suspension. The fifth generation of the car, which debuted in 2010, the 2010 model year, 2009 is when it came out, was the first to get an IRS. A design the car continues to use today. Remember back in the fourth gen days when it was always like, how come this car doesn't have an IRS suspension and blah, 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 it's got an IRS <laughs> suspension and blah, 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 and da, 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 and... No. Oh, they made them with an IRS suspension, and everybody's like, bunch of BS, man. You, now it's a fat pig. They should go back to car so drag racing. They should go back to solid rear axle. You, you can't win. Sure. You can't win. Idiots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody. But no, no, no. Come on. All right. Uh, let's see here. First Camaro built outside the USA. For its first three generations, all Camaros were built in Norwood, Ohio, and Van Nuys, California. Assembly of the fourth generation, which debuted in 1993, and the fifth generation took place in Quebec, Canada. What? <laughs> Today, the sixth generation is built in Michigan. Okay. Wrong! So, uh... Right. Haggerty. What about what? Oshawa? Haggerty. What the... What? Wrong, 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 wrong. Oh, wait a second. Wrong, 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 wrong. Oshawa's in Ontario, not Quebec. That's right. <laughs> right. So. Shame on you. Shame on you, Haggerty. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure that the Canadians would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I, think you ought to, I think you ought to get your facts straight, eh? Yeah. What's this Did you watch the... Maple Leafs just destroy the Wings last night? No, no. I was in Salt Lake City where they don't get hockey. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That's the was very bad. first okay, game anyway, the Wings have even lost this season. <laughs> I know, I know, but boy, was it tough. Well, they got a rematch to tonight. Let's see. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, back to, yeah, back to, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, wrong. Okay, next. 18, the last Camaro <laughs> with a big block engine. Chevy yanked the big block engine from the Camaro after the 1972 model year. Its last gasp was the LS3 with an 8 to 5, 8.5 to 1 compression, 240 horsepower. Ooh, oof. Although the engine was really 402 cubic inches, Chevy still called it a 396 and it cost an extra 96 bucks. It was available on the SS model, which came standard with a 350 small block, but it was not offered in California. Of the 6,562 SS Camaros built that year, only 970 got the big block. Wow. Hmm. Facts. Number 17. First Camaro with a hatchback. All new for 1982, the third generation Camaro debuted to fight the new Fox Body <laughs> Mustang. And like the Mustang, which debuted in 1979, it was a hatchback. This body configuration lasted through the fourth generation. <laughs> I just realized I was starting to sound like Casey Kasem. Uh, this body configuration lasted through the fourth generation, which was discontinued in 2002. What? Really? Chevy returned the car to a traditional trunk in 2010 with the fifth gen. What? <laughs> All right. Some of these some of these are softballs. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Jeez. Number 16, first Camaro with an airbag. Facts. Chevy added a driver's side airbag to the Camaro in 1990. Which require with required a new steering wheel and steering column. GM also redesigned the gauge cluster year, uh, year airbags were much larger and bulkier back then, requiring a steering wheel with a large hub and horn buttons moved to the side, aka the fourth gen. Oh my god! 
Remember that monstrosity? That pillow? <laughs> with, yeah. the, with the two little little horn areas. I mean, every, that would be like someone would pull out in front of you or cut you off. I would be punching. I would be punching the steering wheel, <laughs> trying to figure out where the freaking horn was. <laughs> it's like, where is the horn? <laughs> Next time, have some ID. Oh, my God. That was funny. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah, I know, I know. The, the airbags were so massive back in those days, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, because now, now they're super tiny, man. You, I hardly even know they're there. Yeah. All right, number 15, first Camaro Z28 with air conditioning. From 1967 to 1972, you could not get air conditioning on a Z28 or any other Camaro with a solid lifter engine. Hmm. But in 1973, Chevy detuned the Z28's 350 from 255 horsepower to 245 horsepower and swapped its cam for a hydraulic unit. And then air conditioning was offered for the first time. Well, there you go. Ours. Just just really. Were people like chomping at the bit wanting air conditioning? I I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe it was more in the luxurious models. (sighs) Number 14. The first Camaro Indy 500 pace car. Although the Corvette didn't pace Indy 500 until 1978, the Camaro led the field in the very first year of production, 1967. The four actual pace cars were white with blue trim interiors. Chevy also built 100 replicas, which were used by officials and dignitaries during the race weekend. They were also sold to the public. The Camaro paced Indy again in 1969. Those cars were white with orange interior stripes. 3,675 replicas were sold. Hmm. Neat. Very Number cool. 13. Mm-hmm. First Camaro with T-Tops. Did you just say T-Tops? Oh. T-Tops became standard on the Corvette Coupe in 1968, and Pontiac began offering the removable roof panels as an option on the Trans Am in 1976, but T-Tops weren't available on the Camaro until 1978. T-Tops was the option code... RPO CC1 and cost 625 bucks. Chevy built 9,875 Camaros in 1978 with that option. Then there's something yeah. that is always going to be talked about. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. whether you were a fan. I mean, when I had my fourth gen, I was a fan of T-Tops. Did I take them out a lot? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. And never inadvertently. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. one of those people. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a lot, a lot of people who think mm-hmm. the Camaro should have T-tops again. And we're always going to be talking you know, about this. Eh, you know, I mean, you can't you can't really fault them for that. I mean, it, it did make the car awesome, but, uh, you know, I don't know. What are you, you going to do? Yeah. I don't think they'd be able to make the car. It'd be heavier. The car would be heavier. Mm-hmm. For, for more rigidi- rigidity. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right, what's next? Number 12. The first Camaro with alloy wheels. 1978 was also the first year alloy, alloy wheels were offered, becoming part of the Z28 package. The five spokes were 15 by 7 and wore GR70-15 white letter tires. That was one year after Pontiac introduced alloy wheels on its Trans Am. Okay. 15, 15 by 7, dude. <laughs> wow. 15 by 7. Wow. Yeah. 
good gravy, man. They're like skinnies in the front now. Yeah. First uh, Camaro <laughs> with 15-inch wheels. Uh, this is number 11. In 1967, every Camaro got 14-inch wheels, except for cars equipped with RPO Z28, which included 15-inch wheels and tires. This continued <laughs> in 1968 and 1969, well into the 1980s. Today, many owners upgrade their first and second-gen Camaros with 15-inch rally wheels from a Z28 or a Corvette. Mm-hmm. Rally. Rally wheels. Rally. Mm-hmm. Number 10. The first, well, I guess this leads into the first Camaro with 16-inch wheels. <laughs> In 1985, Chevy introduced IROC Sport Equipment Package RPO B4Z, which was named for the Camaros used in the International Race of Champions. The package included 16-inch alloy wheels and Goodyear Gatorbacks, sized at 245 50VR16. I want to say those are the same, same wheels and the same tires that they put on the GNX. The gator backs. Those gator backs were awesome yeah. looking. I don't know how cool. they compare in performance wise to today's tires, but uh, yeah. I, I, cause gosh, man, they were just a good looking tire. Hmm. So what do you think number nine is? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm looking up a picture of gator backs. Oh, you can't even follow. Oh, there it is. Yep. They were cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> Number nine, first Camaro with, hey, guess what? 17-inch <laughs> wheels. It took Chevy 11 years to upgrade the size of the Camaro's largest wheels from 16 to 17. In 1996, option RPO R7T, known as the SS package, was available through dealers for $3,999. It added the 305-horsepower LT1, a functional hood scoop, revised suspension, and 17-by-9-inch Corvette ZR1 Style five-spoke alloy, alloy wheels wrapped in 275 40, 17 tires, and only 2,257 were built, and I owned one of those. Yeah, what number was your car? 259. 259. Yeah. 259. Those, it was those, neat, those man. Those were I wheels can't were believe awesome. the SS package was so cheap. Dude, and, and, and that set, I think, the standard for wheels going forth from... 90, 96 on because everyone, but everybody wanted zero one style wheels on their Camaro. Then. That's right. Everybody. That's right. And they yep, weren't getting, you know, and they weren't getting them from SLP. So they're, they're either knockoffs. I don't yeah. Who was it? Uh, what was the name of that company? OE replicas or something like yeah. that. Anyway. Well, oh, number eight. <clears throat> number Gee, eight. I think everybody knows this. The first Camaro with an LS V8. In 1998, Chevy replaced the LT1 Gen 2 small block for the Gen 3 LS. The all-aluminum LS1 was rated at 305 horsepower and available with a 6-speed manual or 4-speed automatic. Chevy first used the LS in the 5th generation Corvette, which debuted in 1997. That kind of set the standard for the LS motor, dude. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's hard to believe it's been 21 years. Yeah. Or no, wait. It's been a long time. Is that right? 98, 20 years. Yeah. Wow. 21 years since Corvette, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven, first Camaro with five-speed manual transmission. Finally, in 1983, Chevy replaced it with an optional... Replaced what? 1983, Chevy replaced it with an optional five-speed, which was a... What is it? What are they... First Camaro with a five-speed manual transmission. Okay. Finally, in 1983, Chevy replaced it with an optional five-speed, which was... $125 option, RPO MM5, on the Sport Coupe and standard on the Berlinetta and Z28. The same year, Chevy made a new four-speed automatic with overdrive, RPO MXO, 
available on all models and was the only automatic available on the Z28. 32,162 got the five speed and 68,844 got the four speed. Hmm. Okay. Uh, number six, the first Camaro with a factory supercharger. In 2012, the Camaro got its first factory supercharger, the LSA engine, which shared with Cadillac CTSV and rated at 580 horsepower and 556 pound feet of torque in the Camaro, making it the most powerful Camaro ever. Up to that point, Chevy called it the Camaro ZL1, a name unearthed from 1969. The base package was 56795 and it could run the quarter mile in the low 12s. Huh. Gee whiz. Okay. Number five. This this one's probably more interesting than some of the previous ones. First Camaro 1LE. Chevy built the first four 1LE Camaros in 1988, according to the Camaro White Book. However, the book also states that anecdotal evidence suggests that four were shipped to Canada, so the per- total production may be eight cars. 1LE was a special road racing package for the homologation <laughs> with shorter rear gears, four-wheel disc brakes, and dual catalytic converters. Ooh. It was only available on the IROC Z. In 1989, Chevy built 111. If air conditioning was not ordered, the package also added an aluminum drive shaft, specific shocks, different bump stops, larger Corvette front brakes, and fuel tank baffles. Similar 1LE packages have continued to be offered on all subsequent generations of Camaro. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, man, if you had a 19, one of those 1989 out of uh, 1989 IROC Z1LEs, and then if you killed air conditioning you got all the extra stuff it's probably super rare man yeah hmm cool ooh ooh the uh, next one number next four the first Camaro with four cylinders recently Chevy added a turbocharged four cylinder to the Camaro's list of available engines but it's not the first four banger Camaro then was the 1982 banger. Sport Coupe which came with the 151 cubic inch four with 90 horsepower of the 189,747 Camaros sold that year. 21,802 got the four. The old Iron Duke. It ain't 90. 90. 90 horsepower. Yep. Crazy, eh? Uh, okay. Number three. Let's just move on. That's embarrassing. First Camaro with fuel injection. In 1982, the third generation of the Camaro debuted a two 305 cubic inch V8s. The Z28 came standard with the carbureted 145 horsepower version of the 5 liter, while, God, while 6,360 buyers upgraded to the 165 horsepower version that featured crossfire injection, hmm. a dual throttle body fuel injection system that had debuted on the 1981 Corvette. I think they call that the ceasefire injection. <laughs> that year, Motor Trend tested one with an automatic transmission, and it hit 60 miles per hour in 9.4 seconds and covered the quarter mile in 17.1 seconds at 80 miles per hour. <sighs> My God. What the... Okay. Number two. I remember right. the 80s being great, but that was not. That was not a great year. No. No. And that was uh, the 83, so the year that they didn't produce a Corvette. I wonder why. Uh-huh. <clears throat> First Camaro with a <laughs> black real rear panel. Wow, they're really... The all-big block SS396 Camaros built from 67 to 72 got matte black rear taillight panels, with the exception of cars painted tuxedo black. 
The rear panels of the 427-powered Copal cars in 1969 were body color, as were the rear panels of the Z28 and the SS350 models. A.K.A. the Berger panel. Yeah. All right, number one, only early Camaros with Z28 stripes. These days, you see a lot of first-generation Camaros with SS badges and two wide Z28 stripes running atop their hood and deck lid. I think we call those heritage stripes, don't yeah. we? Uh, it's, it's a cool combination, but it's a bit of a restoration freehand. From 1967 to 1973, only Z28s got those stripes, with the exception of uh, being the white and orange 1969 Indy 500 pace car replicas, which wore SS badges but did get the Z28 graphics. Although the 1970 to 72 Chevelle SS models wore similar stripes as the Camaro Z28, from 1967 to 1967, Camaro SS models had their own stripe packages, and the 1970 to 1972 SS Camaros did not wear stripes. Interesting. I, I, I wouldn't rate that as the number one fact. I don't know how they came up with the ranking order, but interesting facts, I, I would say. That one error we found, yeah. and that, that's about it. But very cool. There's there's your facts. And somebody else... Somebody else in the uh, article here, you know, in the discussion part, called mm-hmm. them out. And it was oh, like comment they? number three. Wrong! Cool. The fourth gen debuted in <clears throat> 1983 and were built in Quebec. Hmm. Cool. St. Therese. All right. Let's move on because we that took up almost the entire show. <laughs> but it was good. We but it was very... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, <sighs> We got some voicemails. We should probably jump right into them, yeah? Let's, let's, yeah, let's do the voicemails then. Let's do the first one All right. here. Yo, 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 what is up, guys? It's AJ, the Rizzo Mustang guy, and I was calling in because um, my cousin, he just bought a new car. You know, he's, he's excited, he bought a new car, and uh, he's telling me all about it, and he's like, I'm going to come over, I'm going to show you. So he pulls up, and he's like, it's, it's, it's rare, it's, it's cool, no one's ever seen one before, and, you know, you can't find one, and blah, blah. So he pulls up, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. see how's that? You like it? Yeah. You can expect this, this, you learn. I'm like, it's nice. I look over, check the engine, looking inside. I'm like, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So you don't seem that excited, man. It's it's rare. You know, you can't find one. Everyone wants one, and I find one. I'm like, dude, it's a sob. So like, yeah, but it's not just any sob. It's sob nine seven. I said, yeah, it's a sob nine seven X. Just trouble it is this. With key between the seats. Yep. Just trailblazer says with key between the seats. That's all. I'll tell you later, guys. AJ, my I, man. Oh, that gosh. Was what a throwback. That is a throwback. Yes, yes, indeed. His, uh, his cousin, his cousin Mike, said he got a rare, rare car. He brought it over there. And AJ, my man, says, no, just a sob, 97X, you know? It's just a Trailblazer SS with, except it's got the key between the seats. That's it. Kind of like that article we read many, many years ago. Oh, that was great. That was Fine. great. <laughs> He's actually right, though. It is on the rarer side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, it's pretty much a Trailblazer with the key between the seats. But, <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to find that article. Oh, AJ, thank you so much for, for, for bringing back those memories, man. Let me move on to the next voicemail. Hey, guys. Great show as always. Jonathan Brown out in New Jersey. Um, 
My favorite tool, if I'm not too late, is that extendable stick with the magnet on the end because I'm forever dropping bolts, nuts, screws, whatever. That's my favorite tool. As you can tell, I really need a new tool set, so pick my entry. If not, that's okay. Um, what do you guys think about, even though the 6th Gen Camaro is stunningly gorgeous and a fabulous car, what do you think about altering the styling on the Alpha platform to be more like the Ferrari Portofino, just in styling? Now that the Corvette's going rear mid-engine, would you guys mind if it didn't do the retro thing in the 7th Gen Camaro and went to something more along the lines of uh, a Ferrari Portofino? That's a 2 plus 2 Ferrari front engine. I think it would look pretty badass. Anyways, um, great show as always. Thank you very much. Mr. Jonathan Brown comes in with his his pick for the contest. He he likes that, that little magnetic stick for when you drop bolts and stuff. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Yep. That is definitely a good I've, one. I I keep those handy. Yeah. I really do. So so put Jonathan Brown in the contest. Will do. What contest are we talking about? Oh man, you must be living under a rock. A rock. So we've been pr- promoting the uh, Gear Wrench Camaro Challenge, which uh, we've had an awesome uh, winner declared uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, we're giving away a really killer 141-piece uh, Gear Wrench toolkit to the person that calls in and gives us their favorite tool that they can't live without and why. And yeah, that's right, Jonathan Brown, you're entered into that. And let's see here, what's uh, how much time do we have left? Uh, October. 5th at noon Eastern time is when we're going to shut yes. off the voicemails. So you got less than a week yeah, to get to yours this in. Episode. Absolutely. Less than a week. So yeah. get them in. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And how do they do that? Right like this. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. I wanted to circle back to what Jonathan Brown. He asked a question. He says, "What did you oh, think? Yeah. What, what did you think if the styling of the seventh gen would go more like the Ferrari Portofino, uh, like a two plus two car? Since the since the mm. the, the the Corvette's going rear mid engine. I mean, I, I he says instead of instead of retro, I I'm I'm I would say anything." going forward i don't think they're going to keep going retro i think styling cues from the past are definitely going to be in it but i think gone now are the days of them you know the the challenger and and like the mustang and stuff like that where they're really taking heavily styling cues from the past i think going forward seeing something more ferrari like will probably definitely be on the horizon i think I think you're going to see yeah. them take um, the styling to a new level for the for the seventh gen. That's what that's just my my opinion. I, I think so too. I, I think that you know they've they've harkened back to the our, our nostalgia a little bit, but that can only go so far. Um, I'm looking at the Portofino, neat looking car. It looks like it looks like a C7 Corvette and a sixth generation Camaro had a kid. Hmm. They it's it's like a perfect blend. 
And I think I think he's right on the money. I think if it was the Chevrolet version of something like that, I think it would do very, very well. Sweet. Good, good point on yeah. that, buddy. Good point. Cool. Um, here's the next voicemail we got. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jason. It's Josh from Louisville calling in. I was just going to put in a quick entry for the toolbox. And the one tool or tools that I can't live without would be a nice pair of leather gloves and a set of safety glasses. You don't need to be out there busting any knuckles or knocking any eyeballs out while we're working in the garage or around the house. Thanks. Josh from Louisville. Busted knuckles. You don't need no busted knuckles unless you're that's, busting uh, them on someone's face, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Punch somebody know. right in the mouth. mouth um, loose. I don't know. That's a good one, too. I wish that I had I, – I have some good gloves. I just don't bother to put them on, and then I got all these scabs all over my hands, and my eyesight is half shot as it is, so I might as well just protect those. So I always <laughs> grab safety glasses. Cool. Good entry, some, Josh. And safety glasses aren't – they're not like those giant honking things from shop class back in the 80s and 90s. Oh now, God. like, safety glasses almost look like regular sunglasses. Exactly. Stuff. Yep. So – Great, great entry to the contest. Thank you very much. We will definitely consider that. Yep. And, and how many how many more have we got, We bud? got one more. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's uh, Mike from Connecticut. I think a third or fourth time call. I've made you guys. So uh, listening to the show and you commented on the blazer and it, it sparked a, a thought of mine. The truck, SUV, car, whatever you want to call it, it looks good. I got to give them that. Um, I'm not even going to comment on the name feel strongly about it like many other people but the interior interior is great uh really like that but here is where i'm really kind of uh not happy they essentially use the dashboard the ip um from the camaro which to me is not right i mean I wouldn't want to buy a Camaro that had a Corvette dashboard and center console in it. That's just wrong. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? The fact that they stole the Camaro dashboard and stuck it inside the Blazer. I know why they did it. I understand the uh, the dollars and cents of it all. I get that. But it, it's just not right. That's my two cents. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Mike from Connecticut. You know what this reminds me of, Jason? You know, what? Have, have, did, you ever, did you ever see the Saab 97X? Doesn't that look just like a Trailblazer SS, except it's got the, the ignition key between oh, the it's seats? Got to... <laughs> you know, if there's anything to be said about the Saab 97X. Okay. I wish I could find that article. That was so funny. I know. I, I don't know how we'd actually – I wish we could search our old podcast because that's what that was all about. Yeah. Um, too funny, man. Um, yeah, you know, somebody made a comment on one of my old 2010 Camaro YouTube videos about how nice car, but it's got the same dash as an Escort – or Escort, um, Cobalt or, or, or something. Yeah. Equal, equal, I don't know. It was, it was something, and I said, yeah, I mean, the Camaro kind of started that, that dual pod trend that carried over to other Chevrolet products. Mm-hmm. But – you know, it, it doesn't. It it might work great for a while, but after a while, eh. You know, does it bother me yeah. that it's got a similar looking Camaro dashboard? No, I I kind of like it. I kind of yeah. like it myself. I I don't. It doesn't bother me when when an automotive manufacturer use, reuses parts, restyled them just a little bit, or puts a different badge on it, or whatever. 
That's what they got to yeah. do to save money. That's, you know, why go yep. and, and redesign a whole new IP piece? You know, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> I, it, it makes perfect sense. It, it, to me, personally, it doesn't bother me. Some people, you know, they see that Blazer name and, and right off the bat, they're, they're going in hot. This ain't no fucking blazer. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's a cool looking SUV. I like it. I don't care if it says blazer on it. I think it looks badass. End of story. Well, here's the thing, though. I kind of get what's going on, though, because my C6 Z06 has a steering wheel from a Saturn. Okay? I hate it. It's ugly and horrifyingly bad. Didn't, didn't so... the, 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 the Camaro in 2012 get the steering wheel from a Cruze? Or a Volt? Something I, I, like that. Something like that. So they're always borrowing things. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I hate that steering wheel. I got to get that fixed. I actually have, <laughs> there's a guy that does custom steering wheels. I'm thinking about ordering oh, one up. One of those little chain ones. <laughs> one of those oh, little, yeah. One of those little chain That's ones. That's a bottle. What's <laughs> up, S.A.? Do they even still sell those? I'm, I'm Imagine racking your teeth on that thing. Woo! Dude, <laughs> dude, I'm totally getting one of those for my lawnmower. <laughs> Oh, you Chain totally... steering wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can definitely get one still. Awesome. Yeah, those are badass. Oh, man. Well, thanks for calling in, get it. everybody. Get in gold. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, are we out of, how are we doing on time? Are we out? We're, we're way over time. <laughs> That's what I thought. All 40 right. 40 minutes. But... So we got some... <laughs> So so next week's episode, we're going to declare the winner of the Tool contest. Yeah, yeah, we have um, Tool. From from the time you're listening to this right now, you'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday till twelve noon Eastern. Because when we when we put those voicemails together, we're we're declaring a winner. Right. Mm-hmm. So the winner might actually be on the episode next week and declared. Then that is very but maybe true. not. Mm-hmm. I got to get me one of those steering wheels. Man. <laughs> All right. Get one of those horns too. There's some cool ones. Just do search image search. All right, we're gonna be back with more Camaro news next week, declaring some winners of the gear wrench tool contest and uh, whatever else voicemails we yep. have. We'll push. It's, uh, yeah. it's, who knows? Yep. And if you got a Camaro fact, throw throw, it a, throw us a phone call at our voicemail uh, hotline. We'll play it. Yeah, I want to hear some more too. So what are some of your Camaro facts? All right, let's get out of here. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.